We are not sports censor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Debate Amongst Friends. I am the Professor John Guiding. My co-host over here is Doc Leesner, the podcasting beast, and we're ready to provide you with another fun edition of sports news, analysis, and the reads. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new National Basketball Association Defensive Player of the Year from the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Did you like that? Oh, yeah, that's perfect. He deserves it, too. So... I was the, I guess the theme of season five and pretty much most of season four is me always attacking the media. I now mm-hmm. have to attack the fans. For oh. those who keep saying, oh, AD got robbed, AD got robbed. And they're using these top level metrics to try to place their claim. Mm-hmm. You cannot, for a defensive player, you cannot. Base it off of stats, period. It's hard to do it. It's There is no guarantee that you will win this argument. You have to look yeah, at but you, full body of work. Full body. But you, know, you know it's a, a competition, popularity oh, competition. This is a popularity competition. This is a Lakers thing. I don't really know Anthony Davis actually did enough defensively to be considered. I don't even what was the who was second? Did you did you see? AD. Yes, and we also posted on our social media. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we also put down the breakdown, breakdown mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the rankings. And of course, uh everyone's going crazy because someone got a first place vote. We'll get to that. But in second place, it was Anthony Davis. And in third place was Rudy Gobert. Fourth place, Ben Simmons. And in fifth place, Bam Adebayo. Wow, Ben Simmons got a vote. That's crazy. I would have never imagined. But 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 wait. There's more. So NBA Twitter is going ballistic right now. Still, probably to this point. I haven't even checked in a while. Because someone got a first place vote. And Doc's going to say, wow, and we're going to elaborate on this. So, Doc, getting a first place vote, number eight in this ranking, Andre Drummond got a first place vote. Mm. Only one vote, and it was a first place vote. Doc, your reaction. I forgot all about Andre Drummond. Thank you. Since he, Thank since you. he left uh, Detroit. Thank you. I almost I almost forgot that he wasn't on Detroit. Exactly. Exactly. So you can obviously tell certain people gotten the hometown vote uh, from mm-hmm. beat writers. Andre Drummond got one. Patrick Beverly got one. Ben Simmons got one. Like you can already tell that like they got those votes because those beat writers there, because of course it's a lot of the beat writers and analysts who are voting for these. Um mm. and, and I can't wait for uh B- 
basketball imagined to talk about this because uh, that channel, which is a great channel, you should definitely follow it up, uh, goes into details about people voting and why their votes is unjustified because they don't show consistency. Well, we talked about that last year too. Um, I think it was Lisa Salters, I think. Um, uh, it's a lot. Of no, it wasn't. No, it, it wasn't. wasn't Lisa. Lisa. It was someone else. It was someone else. Yeah, it was a lot. It was. Said, it was a lot of people. Who, yeah, who said that they vote just based on who they like. It was something weird. It was um, dumb. Yeah. Um, dumb. It, didn't make any sense. it was Rachel Nichols. Thank you. Yes, it was That's Rachel Nichols. Was. We're not going to sit there and slam Rachel Nichols because we've done it there. And and we could go into a 20-minute rant about each person on ESPN and how much they just make John Gotti want to drink his entire bottle of Glen Fittich. 15-year hmm. edition, folks. Drink responsibly. Oh, but Gianna's got, mean... got 75 uh, first place votes, uh, 18 second, and three third place votes. Anthony Davis only got 14 first place votes, 30 second place votes, and 40 third place votes. So those who think that Anthony Davis got robbed, well, you're an idiot. Sorry. Yeah. 75 to 14. I mean, you know, we, we, we both got masters and. I, I'm pretty sure that you know we graduated from second grade mathematics, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure 75 is greater than 14. By a lot. So Better those land, Lakers fans, yeah, or the one-year Lakers fans, or I guess mm-hmm. two-year Lakers fans, because LeBron came into the LA last year, right? Yep. So these two-year Lakers fans, calm down, take a sip of your beer, and face. Reality. In fact, I'm gonna use Doc's line. Have a dose of reality. That's right. Congratulations to, to congratulations to the Greek freak. He absolutely deserved it. For those who never, and the problem is people don't watch the games, and that's the part that bothers me so much. Mm-hmm. They don't watch the games. They only watch the highlights. So if we have places like Bleacher Report, House of Highlights, ESPN. Putting all these stuff with Anthony Davis all the time, it puts into these fans' minds that he should be defensive player of the year because those are the highlights they'll show. And we're going to get to these type of coverages in a second as we mm-hmm. talk about the uh, playoff series. We're going to get to the uh, clearance sale on rooms. Shh. Don't worry, <laughs> folks. You'll love it. But Giannis, heck of a season. Heck of a season. In fact, dare I say he got better. No, definitely. I still feel like um, the only thing that I would say that he needs to change, or for me, in my case, revert back, is his shooting form. Uh, because b Breakdown, also a great YouTube channel, make sure you check it out, did an analysis of Giannis's jump shot and mm-hmm. how he had a much smoother jump shot when he got into the league versus to this jump shot he does now. Like, you know, now that jump shot is... With it. Yes, and that's what he kept talking about, how coaches change the way that they shoot. And there's a possibility that he got a private coaching, you know, private shooting coach to help him, 
you know, redefine his game. I mean, obviously yes. he's hitting the he's hitting the three now with a little bit more consistency when than when he came in. So, um, I mean, something's working, but I, I definitely think he should. I feel like he should work more on his mid range. I don't think he should do threes. I feel like the mid range is a dead art. Yeah, he should get that mid range dead eye, and uh, go ahead and keep pushing that because. You know, even the fadeaway, you know, the, the the Jordan, Kobe, Kawhi, you know, fadeaway, I think is is where it is. And he's he's got the, the length had, that I think he can had, really pull it off. You had to say Kobe's name. We'll talk about that in a moment too, folks. I mean, I have to throw him in there. I know. Well, and, and I completely agree with you. Uh, mm. When we all, when Doc and I first started playing basketball, this is before Doc and Prof became Doc and Prof and we actually met each other. Yep. You know, we were taught that you start from the layups and you gradually build your shots from there. All around the world. Oh, exactly. We played mm-hmm. all around the world. I love playing all around the world. In fact, if I wasn't afraid of how much people don't recognize social distancing, I would buy a basketball and go play all around the world because it's it's a it's a great drill to do no it is because it also helps you get shooting mechanics locked down as well like it helps out so much but it also helps you with your confidence too because you know when you take that chance knowing that you can go yes you know it's tough it's definitely tough Yes, trust me. I've gone, I've it's, gone back several times. <laughs> we have definitely had moments where, oh, we're about to we have to take that top of the top of the key jump shot, and you're like, you know what? I'll take it. Why not? And then after that, yep. you're on tilt, and you're stuck, and you're stuck in kindergarten for like 20 minutes. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. That's exactly it. But Doc, but, anything yeah. else on defensive player of the year? Like I said, this is an award that I've always keep an eye on. Um, I just didn't like the fact that I mean, I loved the covers that they did on uh, TNT. Uh, shout outs mm-hmm. to Charles, Kenny, Ernie, Shaq tried to speak Greek, <laughs> and it blew up in his face. I still feel like that's just hand fisting and trying to do stuff too much. Yeah. Shaq, you're from Newark, Jersey. You know better than this. Facts. <laughs> um, I'm so. Sur- only thing I'm surprised at is that um, I'm surprised Patrick Beverly. And I'm surprised that Kawhi didn't get more votes. Kawhi didn't get a single first place or second place vote. Interesting. Doc, you, you're, you're in the mind of Gotti. What do you think I'm going to say? I don't know, but I'm putting an asterisk next to it. <laughs> uh, I feel like people just got tired of Kawhi Leonard, which is weird. Yeah, because you see what they're doing to Paul George, which we'll, we'll get oh, to in a second. Oh, God. Oh, we, oh. Mm. Anything else on defense player of the year? <laughs> we'll go to the next segment. <laughs> Let, yeah, let's get to I that next nothing. segment. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick 30 second and be right back with more debate amongst friends. 
Prof, the playoffs have been pretty shocking. I think some of our predictions have come true. Some things have ended, such as process. I guess we can call it maybe a a process improvement. No, that is still improvement there. (laughs) They they are are looking for improvements. I mean, something's got to do. Look like home improvement out there, honestly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, As we can just start off right there with the process, it looks like it is officially over. Uh, Yeah, it's it's over. A piece of that is over. It's not completely over. No, it's over. They're going to um, probably not rip the core out. They're probably going to keep Embiid and Simmons from what we've heard and possibly get rid of a lot of their role players. Um, it was pretty sad to see Al Horford, who left the Celtics, obviously, you know, to the 76ers, hoping to, you know, finally get to the next round of the playoffs. And, and then just uh, go home early. Which, it's, and, it's funny and that you mentioned. Previous, and watch his previous team go forward. Yeah. How, how apropos. Um but it's interesting that you mentioned that because uh, both Al Horford as well as Tobias Harris are at least 20 to $30 million part of that salary cap. So they're going to mm-hmm. be there for at least the next three seasons. Like that, those four are there for the next three seasons unless they're willing to find some sucker who's willing to absorb that cash from either of those two contracts. I hate to be that guy, but it's, it's going to be the Knicks, isn't it? Yes, it I'm is not going surprised to be anymore. The Knicks. I am, but I think you could tell I'm not honestly, surprised by that anymore, right? But honestly, I think if the Knicks were who have the cash, mm. Um, mm. if the Knicks, hold on, hold on now, if the Knicks were to turn that number eight pick into Al Horford and you know, Tobias Harris, I mean, it's not terrible. Knowing my team, they would do that. And that's it's sad. Not it's not horrible. I mean, it, it's it not horrible, but it's not good at the same time. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's in that great. middle gray area. Well, honestly, and, you know, we're not going to get too far on the Knicks, but, you know, I think the Knicks are just missing an identity. And if you get Al Horford to pair with, you know, the Julius Randle and uh, some of the other pieces that you have, I think it would be pretty good. Some veteran presence, like more veteran presence, but I don't know. See, you the folks, the folks don't see it, but I got that what you talking about with us look. <laughs> what do you mean? I I really don't think – I think the last thing the Knicks need to do is to try to bring in more hefty contracts because that's essentially what we've been doing for the past three decades. It's the Dolan way. I really, really, really – I just I just want someone to come into the Knicks organization and tell him to know your role but, but and shut your mouth and let me fix this team. You would generate so more – No. 
No. He tried. No. He tried. No, he did not. Zen, no, he the Zen master. He tried. He, he tried no, to get through to Dolan. No, he did not. No. Oh yeah, he did. No. The Zen master. No, he. Did I believe not. it. He did. That not. Zen master tried it, man. No. He tried it. He tried but to. Let's He's stop. like, let's, let's do some triangle. Let's get let's away from mix. We just like, just all like right. how we don't try to talk so much about. The Docs Rockets all the time. Let's not talk about my Knicks because we're not even in the playoffs. We're not even in the vote. You're not. You're not. Uh, but the process is over. I, I think we can go ahead and just break this news here. I mean, since we're talking about it, Brent Brown is out. Um, God, he called that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's sad because I don't think it's his fault. I mean, Ben Simmons goes down. The pe- people got um, thrown that sword, unfortunately. You know, <laughs> I think them losing JJ Reddick may have hurt them. That, that definitely hurt them. That hurt despite they had no shooting. Him. Yeah, despite him only shooting threes, I think him not being there kind of hurt them a little bit. Um but honestly they just they just had didn't have an answer. And let's give credit to the Celtics. Thank you. Really good team. I mean, so when we talked about this in our prediction episode, mm-hmm. we both said the Celtics were going to win this series. We said it's going to at least right. be six, at least six. Right. And then, as I watched these games, because I watched every one of these games, folks, I noticed that the Seventy Sixers were not who we thought they were. Mm-hmm. And I remember I told you, Doc, before the season started, not even on the podcast, but I probably wish I had it on the podcast. I said. This is a shell of this team last year. This is not the same right. team. I no, you're right. don't think this might actually be their last dance. Not the last dance. Because we were talking about the uh, last dance series. No, I get, I get it. But the last dance, not in a good way. Um, so, of course, after the game, uh, we have people hyper-analyzing the 76ers, we have, you know, uh, Shaq getting on Embiid because Embiid basically said, I'm not Shaq. And Shaq is like, well, you better, you need to start being like me because no one can't, which as much as I disagree with Shaq about a lot of things, he is 100% right. No one in the Easter Conference can body up to Joel Embiid on the block. At all. But for I mean, there's some a few, there's a few that could try. There's a few that might be they could try. try, but we have people six eight going up against him, and he's pulling up from three. That's a problem. I mean, you you think about it, it's not too many people, but there are a few. Um, you know, I'll I'll give credit to, you know, maybe a DeAndre Jordan, you know, a Mitchell Robinson, as I mentioned. Uh, there's a few that might be able to go with them, but are not a they hole. in the playoffs? I'm just going. I mean, obviously, well, no, DeAndre's out too. But, okay, you know, I'm talking about the, you know in in the playoffs on the Celtics in this series. Oh, on this, I mean, he should have been bodying. I mean, I'm not trying to play Tice out. I guess I want to play them out. They won, so I can't really. I they won. Be, I mean, all credit, all credit. Brad Stevens has done a heck of a job. We're going to talk about the next series in a moment, in which we have another coach who played a heck of a round. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to play Ennis Cantor out. You know, Daniel Tice, they 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 did pretty good against them. It's nothing against them. It's not even against them. If anything else, I mean, give them champagne. Like, they did a heck of a job. I'm more looking at it from NB side of things. I really just think he needs to change his game and, and not adapt so much to maybe to what's going on. what's happening now. Yes, exactly. Not that he didn't 30 points and rebounds. It's just... I mean, it just it just was a quiet thirty, I guess. It was a very quiet thirty. I mean, I guess that's that's where you need to take your game to the next level, and he didn't do that. I'm assuming that's what everybody wants him to do. They want him to get forty five, fifty points. I don't even think so. Here's the problem, and and this is why I keep saying, you know, you can't just look at the main box score uh, stats at all. It has to be how you impact the game. So. If he had 30, great, because we have another series that we're going to talk about where someone for that final game, I believe, didn't even score 10. But he impacted the game so much so. So mm-hmm. he could get 30, he could get 40, he can get 50. We've seen people do it in the past where they score 50 points, but did their team win? No. Right. It's about how you impact the game, both sides within your team, get them involved. Pace of play. Like, all these things. And I don't think he has a good understanding of that. And him getting a new coach, I hope, can help change the tide for that. I think they're going to have to go back to old school basketball. And, you know, obviously we've heard some some names floating around, but... Um, why, I think it's going to have to go back. Why to the heck is Tyron Lue's name still getting out there? Somebody's got to. Somebody's got to do. Somebody wants him. Everybody wants him. I mean, he's a championship caliber coach. You know, obviously they're not going to play. He got fired twenty kid. games in the next season. In the next. Oh my god. Obviously, he won't have LeBron, um, but. <laughs> Maybe maybe he can work with. I think, honestly, listen. I think Ben Simmons is a great talent. Oh, absolutely. Um, he doesn't he doesn't have a jumper, but he's a good talent. If they you think about the size of this team, like I mean, in reality, they should be dominating, similar to what the Nuggets have, mm-hmm. which we'll, we'll get to that. But yeah, that's the next. I, I segment. Mean, in this situation, I really think that if somebody like Tyron Lue or as I mentioned, you know, Alvin Gentry comes in who actually believes in, you know, post up still. Yep. Um, I think they'll be fine. I just think that, you know, Brent Brown, maybe he let them be too free on the court. I can agree um, with that. Um, and, of know, course, interactions uh, that I watched from post games uh, kind of hinted to that as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they go after Greg Popovich, which I guess that's the major news that everybody's going after Pop. I'm not believing that with a grain of salt. But let's get to the next I, series. Um. So, I mean, which way do you want to go? You want to stay sweeps, or how do you want to do? Well, I mean, we got three sweeps in the East. That that's that was my that was my my phrase yesterday. So let's go Raptors Nets. I mean. I felt the Nets weren't as competitive. Wait, wait, wait. Like Let me say this. All. Ladies and gentlemen, do you hear the Raptors now? 
Do you hear them now? Because, Doc, I got on everyone at the start of the season. Because of the very first game of the season, their ring ceremony game, what happened? That place was empty. Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley said this uh, after they swept. And he is completely right. The Toronto Raptors is the most disrespected championship team in sports history. And it's sad. Mm. The disrespect. Who, who, who do you think you are, punk? Wow. <laughs> but the Raptors played a heck of a series. Uh, you know, no... The, the Nets didn't make it easy at all. You know, it wasn't just them, just Molly whopping on them like they're the Celtics against the 76ers. Um, Fred Van Fleet, someone who I really want to know the Knicks. I've been saying that. I haven't changed my mind on that for a while. Obviously, now he's going to be too expensive for us to bring in. But I think he found the perfect place for uh, for him in Toronto. Uh, Pascal Siakam is balling. Like crazy. This team, and this is what people didn't understand, is essentially still have the same squad minus two players. And they're just owning number two seed in the East, playing tremendous. Where's the res- when? When are they finally going to get that respect? And big shout outs to Nick Nurse for winning Coach of the Year. True. Like this is this is now a problem, Doc. It is. I mean, I don't know. It, it also goes to the Nets. I was going to say that. You know, I really felt like they gave it all trying to eliminate the the, the Trailblazers. Yep, but- which was the best game of the bubble. Yeah, but I mean, since then, their energy hasn't been great. Um, Chris Levert's looked pretty average. Where against the Trailblazers, he looked like a you know bona fide star. Yep. Um, but now everybody's already looking towards next season. They're looking for Kyrie. They're looking you know like for- immediately after it hit zeros mm-hmm. at the end of the game. Well, they're out there swept the Nets. So uh, next year we got Kyrie and KD, and we're going to talk about that for the next few months. Like that's that's just like I dislike that kind of media coverage. I really, really hate it. And I have to assume it's because of how bad they lost. I mean, one fifty to one twenty-two final game. I mean, maybe they were just you know trying to give the Nets fans a little hope. I guess not that way. Not that way. Yeah. Uh, That's not the way to do it. Hey, listen, I get it. Um, But the last sweep, Miami Heat sweep the Pacers. Yep. Then Um, this is the the team that I was talking about with the Heat, where you had somewhat impact the game, but they didn't have to score 20 points in that final game. Jimmy Butler. You're absolutely right. And Um, apparently... And and I put this out on our Facebook group, Follow Debate Amongst Friends, the Facebook group. It was a video that someone came out with saying, we all deserve, we all need to give Jimmy Butler an apology. And I agree. But I wasn't one of the people who kept talking smack about Jimmy Butler. 
Doc, you wasn't one either. We both said there's a reason why he wants to get out of there because he really wants to win. And he has that type of mentality. We've said this, folks. We both said this. You're like, oh, he's being a diva. He wants to get out of these teams. He doesn't want to play ball. He doesn't want to play as a team. He just wants to be the man. Can I be honest with you? Go for it, Doc. I don't. I don't even remember what team he came from before this. I, I don't. He was in seventy sixers. He was in Philadelphia. Yep. That's right. He was a part he of was, the. He, he might have been. He was a part of the process, I guess. He was part of the process when when everyone kept saying, "Oh my gosh, the 76ers, they are going to be the NBA champions." Oh my gosh, look at their squad. They're stacked. They got Tobias Harris. They got Jimmy Butler. They got Ben Simmons. They got Joel Embiid. Now they got nothing. Now they got nothing. They got nothing but empty hands in a bubble of depression. Yeah. It's pretty rough. It's pretty sad. Um, but no, I don't blame Jimmy, which is pretty sad because you would think that Philadelphia would have been competitive. You know, but when you look at Miami and the team that they have, although they don't have the quote unquote star, star power, power. Yep. Um, you know, they're playing really well together. They Tell letting Jimmy through. They're him. letting Jimmy thrive. Bam out of bio's gotten better to the point where the Heat felt comfortable enough to trade away Hassan Whiteside. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, huge because Whiteside a couple of years ago was a really, really dominant center, believing in their rookie or young player, Bam Adebayo, who was coming off of injury, you know, yep. didn't know if he was gonna be, you know, a solid player or not. But they gave him a chance and he's he's thriving. Yeah. So honestly I give credit to Eric Spolstra, who Pat Riley, LeBron, you know, post LeBron has remained relevant. Yep. Uh, you know, he's he's actually the only coach, the only coach to stay on the team after three years post LeBron. And you are completely correct. Like he's the only coach that's actually made it, which give which has a lot to do because he lost all three of his stars. He lost all three. So I mean, I, I would give him a lot of credit. He's been able to remain him and Pat seem to have a really good relationship. Um, and getting Jimmy Butler, you know, getting Bam Adebayo, you yep. know, having Goran Dragic, you know, getting Tyler Hero in the draft. Obviously, um, they've decided to not draft any more Duke players after <laughs> so, uh, but I can't hold that against them because they didn't get the right one. Had they got Jason Tatum, it would have been all good. It would have been all good, but uh, once again, you don't know because things you can have happen. no idea. And I, w- I had high hopes for justice, but I mean, like I said, each player is different. When you're the number one or number two or top five high school player in the world, and then you go to college, you play pretty good, and then you go to the NBA and you kind of stink it up, it's like, you know, that's not really on the college. That's more on a player. Yeah. Because Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum looks great. Brandon Ingram, despite what we're, we've been talking about him with, you know, the uh, Zion Pelicans, you know, we listen. I can't sit here and say 
he's a scrub. No, he's not a scrub. But 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 I won't sit here and say that he he's fully developed his game either. I will agree. We've both been uh, on record saying that out of many of these dukies who went to the NBA too soon, uh, Brandon Ingram is definitely one of them on top of that list who went to the NBA mm. way too soon. Probably needed one nah. more year. One more year. A lot of players do. And, that's and, okay. and, and I still am on record still saying that he needs to get, he needs to add at least 15 pounds or something because the fact that he's getting pushed – and this is me saying this, Doc. <laughs> nah, I, agree. I agree. He's getting pushed around by guards. That's a problem. No, nah, it's definitely sad. It's definitely sad. Um, but I mean, we have more games to cover. Let's take a quick break and let's come back with the rest of these games. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. And Houston, we may have a thunderous problem. Doc, Rockets, Thunder, 2-2 series. The Rockets have exceeded your expectation Yep. in their play. But, Doc, are you still confident in their ability to get out of the first round? No. I, I, <laughs> I mean, in reality, this should have been – we should be up 3-1 right now. Um, the fact that they're letting the Thunder – well, really, it should have been a sweep. I mean, the fact that they're letting the Thunder, you know, stay in games, they're mm-hmm. letting them bounce back, I think – they started that missed three counter in game three. I think we missed like 15 in a row. Um, but you're still yeah, disrespectful. I, I still yeah. I don't like the fact that they would like put up missing bucket counters on certain mm-hmm. teams, but they don't do it for other teams. <laughs> like, <it's, clears throat> oh, wow. Wow. What, 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 what analogy. <sighs> um, but yeah, we, we, we just, I don't know. Respects to James Harden, but. Westbrook's not coming back, I don't no. think. And and this is just going to be another another season where you know somebody that he he's supposed to be playing with gets hurt, and there's really nothing he can do about it but keep balling. And I he's agree. another person that you you know you mentioned earlier about you know when you're struggling to score baskets, which he has in the years past, he would just disappear. Uh, this time he's been rebounding, he's been you know doing you know driving the lane. Mm-hmm. He, he like when he hasn't been hitting the three. He's been taking it upon himself to work his way around, get to the free throw line, mm-hmm. assist. Like the last game, he had the two points, fifteen assists, eight eight rebounds. I mean, so it's not like he's it's from a lack of trying. Exactly. I don't know how long uh, this particular roster is going to stay constructed this way. I don't know what Daryl Morey is going to do. I don't know if if my if you know Mike D'Antoni's coming back. Like yeah. I actually have no idea. Uh, I think this is Mike D'Antoni's swan song. Um, And and I kind of felt that way at the start of the season and the way that the Rock has been playing. I mean, small ball lineup has been working great for them. But, I mean, this is still the playoffs. Like, it's really hard to keep up with it. And if you really try to adapt that Nelly ball mentality, it does burn. And I honestly, I personally don't like – his 
theory on the eight-man rotation. Yes, you have been very vocal about that for the past few seasons. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the things that, like, you're running pretty much, first of all, Robert Covington is playing center. Yep. Um, PJ Tucker's at forward. You know, Daniel House is at forward. So it's like Jeff Green is, like, the tallest player that we have. Um, but ultimately, you're running, you know, a, a six, seven guard set with, you know, Jeff Green and Robert Covington playing center. And don't get me wrong, you know, they're athletic enough to compete. And Jeff Green has been playing very, very well. Surprisingly but, well. Yeah, but at, to me, it's like you need to throw in one more person in there just to spread it out because what's happening is those guards, a la last game, Dennis Schroeder drops 30 on us, mm-hmm. um, you know, which honestly, my – the shock factor for me, and this is where I thought we were going to get spanked, and this could be something that if they lose, the Thunder might reevaluate, and that's Steven Adams. Yes. If you're Steven Adams and you got, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you got Robert Covington and you got Jeff Greedy's guys, like. Which is our to, Joel Embiid comparison right there. Yeah, you need to be getting more than 12 points, eight rebounds. I need you to really, really be. I, I think Steve, Steven Adams should be dominating us. I like, agree. I think Gallinari should be dominating us, especially because we're switching everything. Yeah. You know, if you, you get Gallinari on an Eric Gordon, and this is nothing against Eric Gordon, but in reality, they should be dominating us on every every level. Um, but, I mean, I give them credit. I mean, I give both teams credit because I expected this to be, you know, just a kind of runaway slugfest and – it seems like that's that's what we're getting, but I just didn't expect us to win. So I was actually shocked that we went up 2-0. <laughs> well, let's go from one series to another. Of course, the big series that everyone has their eye on, which is the Los Angeles Lakers against the Portland Trailblazers. We have injuries. We have tributes, quote-unquote. <sighs> yeah. I didn't like that. Like I didn't like the one from last night. The whole twenty-four to eight thing. I thought that was kind of classless. Class- it was very classless. It made me almost quit basketball. I, like, and you hear me joke around saying, "Oh my gosh, it's gonna make me stop watching." Ba-. That nearly made me stop watching basketball. That was bush league. It was classless. Yeah. It was tasteless. Because they wouldn't have did that if the Blazers were up twenty-four. Thank you. Yeah, they wouldn't. Have they wouldn't have done that at all. Hmm. Uh, but because but, it's the Lakers and because they was up big, mm-hmm. like Doc, what? Oh, they that's their coverage makes me want to drink that entire bottle of Glenfiddich. So you actually have a habit of listening to the commentary. I don't really listen to commentary. I don't watch any replays. So you're right. And I only had to watch it for two Lakers games, and I stopped listening for the, for the Lakers games. Everyone else is fine. Like I said, the only it's the that I hear it's the Lakers game that just everyone else you could tell that's unbiased. They talk about both teams. You know, they do a story about one player for one team. They'll do a story about another player from another team. But yeah, with the Lakers, it is just on my knees worshiping. 
LeBron. I don't get that. Teammates of today, teammates. It it is it is annoying. Yeah, I don't I don't get that. It Um, is annoying. Yeah. Oh, because. Dame Miller just hit a. Th- oh, I mean, did you did you see did you see this tweet that uh, Dion Wade has put out? Yeah, let's talk about this for five minutes. No, I don't get hit that. Hit the mute. Like I'm gonna hit the mute button right there. I don't I don't want to hear this. I want to enjoy basketball. I want you to talk about basketball. Yeah, I don't I, I don't maybe because I'm so it's, it's almost like I'm there. Like I'm there. I'm in the game. I don't hear. I would like well. I mean, and you don't play 2K with the sound on either, so I don't. <laughs> I don't. But it, I mean, that's what it feels like. Like when I'm listening, when I'm watching the game, like I can literally just hear sneakers squeaking. I can, I, I hear, you know, the referees. I hear, like everyone, I hear everything. Every once in a while, I might hear the, you know, the commentator. Usually, it's Doris Burke. <laughs> well, I mean, Doris Burke did an incredible job. Chris Webber has not. Um, I don't remember hearing Chris Webber. Like it's that's why I asked you. I asked you who he was with, and it doesn't. I, I it even doesn't remember. even matter. Like yeah. it's that. It just doesn't even matter. Yeah, which Maybe is why I would actually prefer no, because it happened with another Lakers game, and it wasn't Chris Webber. But that's what I'm saying. Who, In fact, it was Reggie it, Miller okay. for the other Lakers game, and I was like, Reggie, why? Who was Reggie with? Like maybe it's the person that they're pairing them with. I don't know. It yeah, it, it just it's and for those out there, I'm not a hater. I like unbiased commentary. Because this isn't a home game at Staples Center. You know, you know, once you say you're not a hater, people automatically I know. say you're hating. I know, but at the same time, they're the same ones that get upset because Anthony Davis didn't win defensive player of the year, despite the fact they haven't watched barely a quarter of the games of the season. But we're we're kind of pulling a media right now. I mean, let's <laughs> we're literally doing what they do and talking just about the Lakers. Like, let's talk about the Trailblazers. Like, what are, what are they doing? What do they need to do to get over this? Obviously, Dame's going to be well, out. Well, Dame's going to be out now, five. so that kind of hurts them. Um, unfortunately, I mean, we said this before. We, we wanted the Blazers to win, but we know who is actually going to win this series. Um, right. I mean, right now, the only thing they can hope for is a few things. AD not playing. Right. And Carmelo Anthony bringing back that Denver Nugget, New York Nick, Mello. And CJ McCullen getting a um, cortisone shot in the back. Yeah, which I'm I, I give him a lot of props for being able to play through that back injury. Like, yeah, they may be called the Trailblazers, but like this team's been a bunch of warriors this season. No, absolutely. They've they've definitely been good. Like uh, going through never, physical pain, emotional pain for Nurkish sake. Like mm-hmm. and then just going through this grind to make it to the playoffs, like hats off to them. They played a heck of a year. And if they come back from three one I really, really hope those three one memes come back. I don't think that's gonna happen. Oh, of course not. But let's I, get to the next ones. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Um, which is a really, really good series, way more competitive than I think a lot of people expected it to be. Um, only because of the injuries involved, at least from my perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's the clip that's the Clippers and the Mavericks. 
So this series, everyone, well, uh, majority of people who had it uh, seven. We both said six for Clippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, first of all, let's get this out of the way. Luka Doncic is a bad man. Super he's, bad. He's a bad man. It was to the point to where it goes back to when I watched the Mavericks play or host my Knickerbockers, and I t- uh, went to the game with the Duke, and he would hear me say, "Luka's doing Luka." He's like, "What are you talking about?" And Luka would just pop a three. Like Luca just does Luca. Mm-hmm. He does. Like, and there's nothing. There is nothing you can do about it. So give him all the credit of the world. Trey Burks is getting the shine that he so readily deserve. Kristaps Porzingis was playing great. He's hurt now. But Trey Burke has been good for years. He's just, been good think, for years. He's just been on either bad teams or teams with coaches that don't give him burn. Because when he was on the Knicks, he was good. When he, he was, was in Utah. He I didn't want good. him to leave the Knicks. He actually he didn't want to leave the Knicks actually also, too. That's a fun fact. You guys had you guys had too many guards at that time. We we had a we had a Rockets problem except with guards. Yeah, I actually said that at that time too. Um yeah, but with the Clippers, I mean the big, the big story out of that is, I mean, playoff P apparently. Oh, not playoff P. Which did you ever find out when he became playoff P? Let's no, I don't. I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't, I'm, 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 let's, I'm gonna let the mainstream media care about that. I don't care about that. I'm assuming when he, it, I have to assume it was when he was in Indiana. It, well, it has to be Indiana. Let's take a look. I'll look it up, but let's let's talk about okay. playoff P himself. Which you know, the meme that I saw out there was that obviously it wasn't Russell Westbrook's fault that the Thunder couldn't take you know take off because obviously Paul George. Uh, with- see, that's that's don't try to throw low blows without having the full context. I mean, listen. Paul George is a great player. Is he the player he was when he first started to rise? I no. guess, yeah, when no. he first started to ascend, he's not that guy. No, but not 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 since not since player. that that horrible uh, knee injury that he got in that exhibition game. Exactly. I think the pairing of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are are it's good because. On paper. Well, no, it's good. And the reason why I think it's good is because both of them still believe in playing hard-nosed defense. Yes. You know, where if if Kawhi would have went and played in L.A., he would have been second, third fiddle. It would have been weird. I, I can't lie. It would have been weird if he would have went to play with L.A. Honestly, he should have probably stayed in Toronto, but I don't, I don't know. <sighs> Those beams, too, upsets me as well. Oh, the one where he says, you know, Kawhi oh, rethinking his decision to join. Baltimore. Yeah. Then there's another one where it shows Kawhi uh, after he finished diving for the ball and Luca has the ball running up court. And it says, come on, playoff P, help me. <laughs> Which, come on, guys. Like, why don't you knock it off? I mean, the, the internet's still undefeated. I get it. Yes. And I get that too. And I love a good meme. But there's a there's a distinct line between okay, you know, ha ha, that's actually pretty funny, you know, I can share it around, and you're just being just 
way too mean because the the propaganda around all this is Clippers bad, Lakers good, which is yeah, which is true. so ironic because only one of those franchises have NBA championships. True. Let me ask you this though, I, and this is where it's gonna have to come to play. I really think Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are going to have to channel, and this is going to sound crazy, but they're going to have to channel their inner Michael and Scotty and say, I'm going to be on you all night long. I actually 100% agree with you. I think think that... Because Kawhi is doing what he needs to do point-wise. He's averaging at mm-hmm. least, I think, 27, uh, 27 a game for this series. Yep. Like, So Kawhi is doing his job. Mm-hmm. Paul George, I don't know what he needs to do. I mean, it goes back to what we keep talking about. If one thing isn't working, you find it. Like, you got to try, yeah. try something else. Get to the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, Go for uh, short-range jumpers. Contribute distri- uh, distributing the ball. Doing ISO, and I think the one thing that's hurting the Clippers right now is their reliance on ISO offenses. The one thing that that they didn't, that they barely did when they had the whole crew together during the regular season, they have massive segments of that in this season, in this series, that's actually hurting them. Their plus minus on ISOs is like abysmal. It is that bad. Which is really. I think the identity for the Clippers, it hasn't really been that way. Like, yeah, Lou Williams gets his points, but before these two joined, they were a pretty, you know, half-court set. They would run Mm -hmm. an actual play. Yep. You know, they might throw it in to somebody, but it was a lot of screen and roll. Like, it it was actually, let's run a set. Now it's like, hey, throw it to Kawhi. Let's move out of the way. Throw it to Paul. Let's move out of the way. You know, where – they need to get back to running old basketball, but I mean, and honestly, they could and have been and running. and they, and they have those splashes of those. So when it works, that's when they to make a run and they cause his turnovers and they get back into the game and they take the lead, you know, and could possibly win the game, which is kind of what happened mm-hmm. last game because they were about to lose that game and they started no, playing definitely. proper basketball and they got back yeah. into the game and I believe they went into overtime and then Luca broke everyone's hearts. But made Laker fans extremely happy. So in reality, this <laughs> series could either you know, in reality, this series could be three one yeah. either way. Yeah, absolutely. It could be three one either way. Um the Clippers should be ashamed of themselves only because no no listen what I'm gonna say here. They should be ashamed of themselves because the Mavericks are doing this without KP. Well, now, I mean, he got. Remember, he got the controversial technical. Yeah, you know, which was the game and, that they won, the first game that they won. And now he's been he's out. I think he's definitely out tonight. He's not playing yeah. tonight. He he didn't play the the game the other night. So it's like you know, they need to be taking advantage of this. Like, listen, there shouldn't be a segment on Boban. I still feel like, like that was the media just trying to find things to talk about. 
Yeah, like this is unbelievable. Because I, I, we love uh, Boban. We love no, he's Boban. Great. He's great. He's great. But, but the fact that he scored 10 points and we have 10-minute segments talking about him, yeah. it just shows how desperate the media is. That's not talking about how good he is. He's great. But no, the yeah, fact that we're talking about him for 10 minutes. True. For 10 points. Stop it. Stop it. No, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. Um, and honestly, I'll tell you this right now. Doc could probably made it to the NBA and we scored 10 points in one game. Yeah, better do a 10-minute segment on us. If not, we're going to point right back to this. Remember when we got cover Bulldog? Cover me too. <laughs> I would love for Average Joes to get a chance to play in the NBA. You know, don't get, I would love it. Um, but Boban is no average Joe. He's, a, no. he's an NBA player. He's been Absolutely. around for a long time. He finally get a chance to shine. Um, I just think the Clippers they just have to they just have to show like heart. They have to they, yeah. That's that's a good point. They just have to show that they are the other team in LA, and this is the reason why everybody had them as the favorites because mm-hmm. right now, it, you know, Luca beats them. Because I'm not gonna say the Mavericks if Luca beats them. Well, I guess we could say the Mavericks. I mean, we have Seth Curry's playing great minutes. Uh, we have uh, Tim Hardaway Jr.'s playing great minutes as well. Like, we have people who are actually contributing. So it's not just the Lucas show. It's just Lucas the only thing that people are talking about. <laughs> if Luca beats the Clippers, they'll be the yeah, they'll be the laughing stock of the rest of the season. They they'll they'll immediately forget all about the Nets. They'll forget yep. all about everything else. The Clippers. Will become the Chicago Bears of this year. Dang! And the Mavericks didn't let them off the hook. Everyone will be calling them the most overrated team out there. I'm not saying this. I'm saying, Doc, you heard it from me first. If they lose this series, we're going to hear people call them the most overrated team in NBA history. Yeah, let's see what happens. Uh, um, but just a quick update. I mean, I was trying to. I was hoping that the game would end, but this seems no. Like it's the in, long- it's in overtime. <laughs> I would say it seems like the longest, you know, thirteen seconds in, in history. Yeah. Um, it doesn't look like it's in overtime for me. It looks like the Nuggets uh, are up thirteen. It showed overtime, but looks like they switched it back to oh fourth quarter. Um, so that was weird. Good job, NBA.com. Yeah. GG. I was about to say, yeah, it's just 113-107 Nuggets, so that looks like they're not going home. They're not dead yet! Yeah, it looks like they're not dead just yet. Um, yep, 13 seconds, 13, 113-107 Nuggets are up, down 3-1, trying to not go home early, which they seem to do every yeah. year. Yeah, because that was looking real bad for them. I'm curious why they stopped with the large lineup with Bobo. I'm pretty curious why they stopped doing that. I don't know. Uh, I have uh, no that, clue. That I, is a great question. I have no clue. Yeah, because yeah, that was the big talk when they came back. Uh, they had this big lineup. It, it, everybody was you know talking about it, and now they've gone away from it. Yeah, Bobo didn't play a single uh, minute this game. Exactly. It, it doesn't make any sense. And Michael um, Porter has been – He's he's doing some good thing. He got 15 points. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, Jamal Murray's bowling. I mean, it's been the Jamal Murray and the Spider Mitchell uh, series. Yeah, two young guards just going back and forth. I yep. mean, 
I don't know. I think that, you know, the Nuggets, uh, they might be one of those teams, you know. Malone might be, you know, the coach. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, this is like the third year in a row they would have a first-year exit. Yep. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, because they lost in the first round last year. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, if, he might, he might I, get fired after that. Yeah, I think this is the. Th- I want to say this is the third year. I really do think this is the third one first year, first round exit. I, I think they lost the last three years wait, 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 after we'll, coming in. We'll, we'll we'll get with uh, Chris to verify that, but I think you. Might yeah, I, I really believe so. Um, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think this playoffs has been really good. I like what they've done in this bubble i didn't think it was gonna work i love the fact that we didn't have to wait so many days for a lot of these games to play i like the fact that they're getting it out of the way quickly so everyone gets only one day of rest so there's no disadvantage you only get that advantage of resting if you beat the other team fast enough so I, i take that back here um last year they they beat the Spurs in a game seven. Yes, that's true. Uh, I do then, remember that. And then they lost. Then they lost to the Trailblazers in the next round. That's what it was. So they didn't do. I don't know. It, to me, it's underwhelming because they're a really good team. They were first in their uh, or they were second last year in the uh, conference. They're third this year. I mean, I don't know this mediocre playoff, you know, thing that they got going on. I don't know what it is, what it's going to take, but. Uh, I guess I'll give them one more year, I guess. I think this might be the right time for them to start making the move. Um, you think to get rid of them? Yeah. Two years in the playoffs? I mean, it's just the second year. The problem is the West is still cutthroat. So, I mean, they were, what, the second seed last year, I believe? Yeah, second, sec, uh, second last year, third this year. Yep. So, yeah, I would try to shake something up there. Um, Jamal Murray is the man on that team. Uh, Djokovic, like, keep those two as a tandem. Mm -hmm. And I would still keep Michael Porter Jr. because this is his official first year playing. So that's a real good, strong nucleus there. If Bobo gets some more shine, uh, I don't know what you do with him. I would probably I think Bobo being a six man could be really dangerous in the West. I agree. In the West, yeah, it'd be good. I mean, or play them to, I mean I wouldn't do, do it together. Paul? I would I do would have Paul Millsap. I don't think we should I, I think Paul Millsap might be the odd man out. Yeah, I mean, if, saying, if like, they keep Paul Millsap, that's great, and then have Bobo be his backup. Mm-hmm. But I could, I could. The thing is with Bobo is like he's, he's. I think him and Jokic, they play different styles. Like yes. so, honestly, it would kind of be similar to what the Lakers have in AD and. Um, well, no, I wouldn't be. Okay, it I was like, be, <laughs> I'm about to look at you like yeah, what? I wouldn't be. It, it would be actually complete opposite. I just feel like with Bobo and Joe on the floor at the same time, we're talking about spacing that would that would give Murray a lot more space to operate. Mm-hmm. You got one-on-one potential with Joe. I mean, not saying that Paul Mills doesn't give them that same uh, vibe. I, I just don't know how long they should keep him. 
I don't know either. Um, plus, I'm thinking of cap space for them as well, too. Um, and I think he's eating yeah. up a good chunk. I think he's like 15 mil, 18 mil, I believe. Probably knowing him. Um, he's been around for a long time. Yeah, he's been around I mean, for a while. Um, and he's good. I just think uh, I just think for them to get to that next level, they need to do something to shake it up. But I think having Bobo as a sixth man, having uh Michael Porter Jr. uh in the starting lineup for next year, like I think that could cause some real noise out there. And just to give you a quick number crunch here, uh Paul Millsup is actually making thirty million dollars. That's even worse. <laughs> very bad very very bad um but this is the last year of his deal or next year's last i think it's year next year it's next year yeah um so yeah 30 million yeah that's that's a great <laughs> trade bait actually right there mm-hmm. i could see the so, knicks going after that actually to get the cap release yeah expiring yeah. contract yeah yep. expiring contract um but yeah i mean let's take a quick break and let's come back to some more debate amongst rents And we're back every week before we end the show. We like to do something called the two minute drill where we cover stories and headlines that we didn't get a chance to cover during the show. Uh, this week, we had some interesting stories. Earl Thomas, Pro Bowl safety, cut by the Ravens after a ridiculous tantrum on a practice. Prof? Browns rookie, Cleveland Browns rookie safety, Grant. Delpit is out for the season with an Achilles injury. Back to you, Doc. One of the world's greatest sprinters, if not the greatest sprinter of all time, Usain Bolt tested positive after having a mask-free birthday party. He is now isolating at home after con- uh, being or testing positive for the coronavirus. Stupid. <clears throat> Oh, God. We talked about right. Fernando Tatis Jr., but I'm going to talk about Juan Soto, who is leading the major leagues, MLB, in five of the six major hitting categories. He is a beast. Back to you, Doc. Two-time Pro Bowl safety, Buda Baker becomes the highest paid safety in the NFL. The Cardinals are worth $59 million. He'll be averaging $14.75 per year. No other financial details were disclosed, but once we get those, we will post those on our social media. And finally, for me, the Pittsburgh Pirates have created a program where if a foul ball or home run ball hits a seat that belongs to a season holder, they will actually send that ball to that person's house. I found that to be pretty awesome. Uh, And that is all we have for today's show. Be sure to tune in next week. Follow us on all of our social media platforms at Debate Amongst Friends. And be sure we'll be here next week for all the headlines, news, and the reads. Thank you for listening to Debate Amongst Friends. Give us a follow on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also listen to all of our Debate Amongst Friends podcasts here on Anchor, as well as Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and iTunes. And like we always say, goodbye, and to all, a good night. L-E-S-G. Peace the ocean. Yay!